0: When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCounsel.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker Bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law, and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit vegascounsel.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's com, and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at vegascounsel.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las Vegas.
1: Joe DeFalco, and your host Mark
0: Hoke. All right, and we are back.
2: We're changing the, the, the open to from Andrew Fishbane to Destroyer of Vandergriff.
0: Oh God! I'm gonna get him in the studio. You know that, right?
2: <laughs>
0: we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a crushed fish in the booth match. Did you order the code red? There's there's gonna be fish guts on this soundproof glass in here. I got you're Joe to prote-
2: I got Joe to protect me.
0: You don't have Joe to protect you. Joe Joe Falcon will not be protecting you. That no, is my
1: Van de Grift, my guy. So
0: right, you're dead.
1: You know, if you said somebody else, sure, but you know, I'm I'm trying to ride on the coattails of greatness. You know, well, I, I didn't want to. I, I, I you know, I,
2: I didn't want to <laughs> seem too too egotistical by saying I could take out Hammerstone. So.
1: Well, it was like yesterday, you know, we had the Halloween show, but we also had the unveiling of the new uh, banner for the FSW Wall of Fame, and uh, we had the Solo Sokoa banner got put up yesterday, and being the gracious man that, that, that Cepha is, uh he also provided a video thanking the fans and of course thanking me and FSW and you know that's uh, awesome. it was it was a good good moment for uh for us yesterday.
0: That is awesome. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, I would have come down but I had to work. So doing the thing here, KDWN one oh one five FM seven twenty AM Talk of Las Vegas. But uh that's Andrew Fish fame Joe DeFalco, I'm Mark Hoke, bringing you the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And uh, and I know Fish has to leave a little early, so we're going to get to our, very shortly, get to our predictions.
1: For... Get a seat at the Westgate before they all fill
2: up, huh?
0: Exactly. Come on. Don't give away all my secrets. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, WWE Crown Jewel is coming up on Saturday. So we're going to break that down for you. Yeah, but, baby. But I do want to hit a couple things that happened in WWE this week. First, on Monday Night Raw wasn't a very eventful show, except for one thing at the end. Nikki A.S.H. is dead. Thank God. It's over. It's done.
2: They, I mean, and I will tell you, the way they have brought her back, they, uh, they have made her
0: a 8 million times stronger and a better character. Nikki Cross makes her presence felt at the end of Monday Night Raw by, well, beating everybody up like she used to do. And uh, so Nikki Cross, don't know how this is all going to work out because she got involved with Bianca Belair and Bailey And damage control and and the referee. Just (laughs) just killing people. There were corpses everywhere because of Nikki Cross. But guys, are you excited about Nikki Cross and what do we do with her? I'll go to you first. I'm excited about what they've done with the character.
2: I'm not excited about the fact that I don't know how they wedge her in. Because, I mean, especially if you have, you still have Charlotte Flair coming back, you're still going to have at some point, allegedly, Sasha and Naomi coming back. They have a a lot of women they're going to be, I I believe, probably bringing up at some point from NXT. I just don't know how you fit Nikki Cross in. But I am very excited about what they've done. I mean, like I said, they've done nothing but a positive thing for her and her character by bringing her back the way they did. Joe, what would you think?
1: I think they have too many women and you can't push... You know, at least with the guys, you know, there there really is 10, 12 spots on a Raw and a SmackDown for them. On the women, it's like, you know, even if they get two segments, you know, you're talking four, six, and it's always going to be dominated if Rousey's there, if Charlotte Flair's there, if Bayley's there. If, if Sasha and Naomi come back... I mean,
2: think about it. Yeah. Becky Lynch hasn't been on in a while either, and she's gonna, at some point going to come back and dominate as
0: well.
1: The, the, there's too many for the spots that are available. We say that about the guys, but again, a lot of times it's more enhancement stuff. Like, okay, Madcap Moss, he's kind of gone by the wayside, and then they needed to feed him the cross. And with the women... You just can't fit fourteen of them uh, on a show. You know, every once in a while, what you know, do drop. Another rumor is they're going to bring her back to her old name, and but it's like they have to cycle in. You know, I've heard through my sources, you know, that Zoe Stark might be coming up soon. So it's like, okay, this is it's it's a difficult process, and you know, there's just too many, and we and we so there's not a lot of room so now people are going to get cycled in and people are going to get cycled out so yeah they could be giving her a push but it's like okay what what four girls are going to get pushed out you know for this cycle i guess you can say uh because they have another three months of storylines that they have to you know like ashka you know she was ready for what six months before they put her back on tv
0: yeah yeah and i the one thing about, and I'm happy that this that she's back as her old character from when she was in Sanity. I can't say Insanity. In Sanity, the stable in NXT that she was in. But didn't we just, just so make it? So no, I'm sorry.
1: I was going to say, speaking of Sanity, I've heard some rumors that the leader of Sanity will be back in WWE very soon.
0: Eric Young?
2: That is correct.
0: There's... There's there's more people coming back too, but didn't we just make another psychopath on SmackDown with Lib Morgan? Maybe that's maybe so, that's the foil. So now we've got two crazy psychopaths running around WWE, and, and if Alexa Bliss, Bliss re hooks up with
2: Bray Wyatt, that would be a third, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think she's gonna.
1: But we're ready for the triple threat psychopath match. It's coming soon.
0: <laughs> that could be fun, actually. I mean, it'd be it'd be fun to have a Nick Foley s character. Flying around in the women's division, which you know, I think I think Nikki would be better suited for that than than Liv. But you now Liv's doing a good job. But it, you, you know, you guys were talking about the the overcrowding of the women's division already. There's a couple more names that have and could possibly be popping up here because we just saw the return on SmackDown of Emma. Neil Dashwood is back. She got beat up by Ronda Rousey. You know, don't know what they're going to do with her, but she just came in. And there are more rumors surrounding Chelsea Green, the spouse of Matt Cardona, that she may be WWE bound as well. So between everybody we got in NXT and, you know, and it's funny because we were sitting here just a little while ago saying, man, there's nobody there. And now all of a sudden, kaboom. Well, if they're going to build or try to build the women's
2: tag team division to make the tag team titles mean anything at any point, you have to have. Two women per—it's not one, it's two. So it doubles it, and you have to have s- several credible wrestlers. And you're. And we've already figured this part out, too. Because of the, the Judgment Day, they're going to have to be a women in other factions as well. So Rhea Ripley has someone to be
0: foiled against. Well, and I, and I agree with that, too. I think that Rhea Ripley—well, and I forgot who I saw her body slam the other day. Luke Gallows. Yes, she, that's right. She slammed Luke Gallows. And for those that don't know who Luke Gallows is— Luke Gallows is not a small dude. Not at all. No. And yeah, you know, you jump when you do slam and all that. But still, she body slammed Luke Gallows. And she didn't do it like it looked like it was tough. She did it with relative ease. Yeah. This is, you know, it's it's going to be fun to see more women involved in in on the men's side. And, you know, I, I thought Rhea Ripley technically should be the leader of Judgment Day anyway. You know, she's the one causing all the havoc and you know, she's petting Rey Mysterio Jr. you know Dominic like a dog a little puppy. It's kind of weird. Just wait till she rubs his belly. And he's loving oh. every minute of it. Oh, I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he is. But but the women's division in WWE looks like is getting it, strong getting bigger, not necessarily stronger, but getting bigger. Well, and the thing is you have a lot of talented women there. They are, you know, there's 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 some that there's a few that could go obviously. I mean, but like I said, I
2: mean Charlotte and Becky and Sasha Banks, 3 of the 4 women from the rev- from the women's who started the women's revolution aren't even on the
0: TV right now. Yeah. This is a mess. And and I hate to say it but you know, don't want to bust Triple A chops too much. He's new on the job, but he is is he overflowing the party here a little bit with on both sides.
1: AEW, I think they need to do five more shows. No. And make four and and make uh, four more belts.
2: Yeah, but they have One six of the more women belts.
1: Was saying they needed more titles. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I heard them
2: talk about having a women's secondary title, like a women's intercontinental title. I, I
1: guess that's okay, just because of the fact that yeah, they probably because they have so many women now. Like I always thought the tag title was was was. Ridiculous. Again, like I said, you know, not one of those tag teams have ever tag team until they had a tournament to have right. a tag team champion. But to have a secondary title, you know, a thousand percent.
0: Yeah, I I'm totally down with the women's Intercontinental title. But they ha- if they do it, they have to make it mean something.
1: But don't make it an Intercontinental any U.S. title. Just make the one.
0: Right, right. That's that is Agreed. quite enough. And I'm I totally agree with you guys. Totally. So we'll see where all that ends up. But uh, good to see Nikki Cross back.
1: I can borrow one of. Uh, maybe they can work a deal with Tony Khan to use one of their seventeen titles. So
0: <laughs> go, go have go have Nikki Cross steal the All Atlantic title from Orange Cassidy and see what happens.
1: No. I want the WWE to bring back the Western States
0: Heritage Championship. There was one. I want the European title back. What was the other one? They had um. Uh, Trying to remember some of those NWA titles. That oh, they also because they also I know they had the light heavyweight belt. Yeah, the Western States Heritage title was the dumbest
2: one. There was no wasn't question the, about
1: it. I think it was Abisco had it.
2: No, the the twenty four
0: seven title is the dumbest one. Sam Houston, oh, I think. Yeah, that, that's that's horrible. Yeah. By the way, did you see Seth Rollins took a little shot when he was doing commentary about uh, Austin Theory cashing in on Dana Brooke and Dana got all ticked off. I did not. Yeah, she wasn't. She apparently well, was, she, was she was. They worked, were just. She was. She just lost money. the title on Saturday night's main event, only to win it before the end of the show. So, yeah. Actually, here's what. By the way, here's what Dana said. Um, she said, "Talk is cheap." She loves doing the words in caps. By the way, I work my ass off every single day. I will not tolerate this blank anymore. I can promise you, I'm the hardest working woman around. Never have I taken off work. Always worked through injuries. Proved multiple times, I can fit any position. And do it with a smile. We don't even see her on TV anymore. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> it's she got
1: it's a desperate, you know, people are trying to stay relevant. So now, how do you do that? Well, nowadays everybody gets to go on Twitter and do it.
0: Yeah. So be glad she got mentioned, I guess. Apparently. So there yeah, you go. She
1: should have been happy. She should thank Seth Rollins for the rub.
2: All right. So, of <laughs> if course, she th- is- if Becky wasn't happy with the rub that Seth Rollins gave her. Hey, now. Well,.
0: Probably not. I guess it's worse if she gives him the rub. Mark Hoke Show (laughs) here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. The sometimes best in pro wrestling news and entertainment, depending if fish gets in or out of the gutter. Uh, We do have Crown Jewel coming up. Oh, baby. Joe, I got a question for you about Crown Jewel real quick. How
2: are the Usos able to travel to Saudi Arabia to defend their title?
1: Because Saudi Arabia doesn't care how many criminals come into their country.
0: Fair enough. Okay. All right. So this uh, card is taking place. They're feeling place. a little oozy. <laughs> they are taking. This is taking place on November 5th. Next Saturday. So let's... Not
1: naked. Have they made the other ones before?
0: No. <laughs>
2: No, this, I mean, like, they weren't at Clash at the Castle, they weren't, they, I mean, they haven't been...
1: Right, 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 but I'm saying, were, were they in Saudi Arabia before?
2: I don't remember them being in Saudi Arabia.
1: Because, again, you can book them to be there, just like they were booked to be at the castle, right? And that's when Sefa came out, because right, they the could. Usos weren't there.
0: So uh, I, I get they, your point. Of course, you know. we're We're referring to the fact that Jimmy <laughs> Uso was arrested for DUI. It's Jimmy, not Jay. Oh, uh, Jimmy got one, had one a while back too. No, okay, I, I didn't. I couldn't remember which user
2: it was. Yes, Jim, they're, they're both very good the say. same
1: one six times and the other one zero times. Yeah, so because I always joked that Sepa Solo Sokoa looked like him, that they would just slide him in and release the other one. <laughs>
0: So mean. Well, here's the card, and uh, let's uh, talk about this real quick because I know Fish has to get. Is, out what, is, is it
2: like nine a.m. on Saturday our time? Something like that.
0: So, so here's your here's your card. Uh, we start off. We do have a tag team championship match as the Usos will be taking on the Brawling Brutes. That it will be Ridge Holland and Butch. Any chance the Usos lose these titles, Fish? Unfortunately, no. Joe, uh, you pretty much on board with that?
1: To wrestle the new day so they can set the record. But what if the Usos don't make the flight and Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa defend the titles
2: and lose?
1: That would be interesting Mm. because I know I don't have any idea if he's booked on the show, but when Solo Sokoa did the video. He was after he was thanking everybody. He goes, he was on his way to Saudi Arabia. He was getting ready to go there. So, are they going to fly him in there just to stand next to Roman Reigns?
2: The, Possibly. The, it would be a great way for them to take the titles off of the Usos without the Usos actually
0: losing. Yeah, we'll see.
1: You know, which could totally cause more. Inner turmoil. Yeah, absolutely. And in, 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 in the best storyline that WWE has going right now.
0: Yeah, because, you know, they can feel a little less oozy.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> Bianca Belair will be defending the Raw Women's Championship against Bailey in a last woman standing match, as this uh, just popped up on Raw this week. Is it time for Bailey to win the title? I mean, we probably yes. need a title changeover. I, I, I think I one. think Bailey gets the win. Joe, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: I thought she should have got it before, but you know they they need to save it. You know it's a big deal. They barely ever let the women wrestle. Now that they started doing that, now it's uh you know the the first big moment is actually having a women's match on the show. Right now they have to take the next step and actually have the title
0: change on the, on the show. All right. So looks like we're picking Bailey. I, I think Bailey's gonna win this too. So uh Braun Strowman and Omos in a singles matches. The two behemoths will be
2: hooking it up. This is one of those matches that I'm looking forward to, but I'm also very frightened about.
0: I think that's everybody's sentiment on this. This could be very interesting or it could be an absolute train wreck. Absolutely. Well, who's gonna win this train wreck, Fish? I think almost wins because of MVP. Wow, oh, taking almost over Strowman in the first big match back, Joe.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I can't believe. You know, you know, we talked about all those signings and Cross and Strowman and bringing these guys back and everything. And I'll tell you what, they they seem to be lost on what they're going to do with them. And then all of a sudden Bray Wyatt comes back and it's like. The thing with Reigns, I, I can't believe Strowman is going to lose to this that goof.
0: I can't either. Strowman's winning this match. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross with Scarlett in his corner in a steel cage match. They'll be locking the boys up to fight it out. The number and two face on SmackDown loses to Cross. All right. Joe, is is uh, one of your former trainees Karrion Cross going to be taking this one home, or will Drew McIntyre get the win?
1: It was, it's it's really interesting, because they're continuing the feud, and it's like, you know, when we talked, it was like, it's like the Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes thing. Like, you know, they wrestle three times, and you assume that, you know, Seth had to win a match. But it's like, so if Drew McIntyre wins, it basically kills all the momentum of the buildup of bringing Cross back, but Drew McIntyre is supposed to be, you know, one of the top five guys on the roster. Do you make him lose again? To then do what? I don't know. So, you know, I saw on the house shows that Drew's been beating Cross. So, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre.
0: Wow. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm taking Carrying Cross on this one. I I, I think they sure, can, they have to continue that push. Yeah, I boy, but I, this is but this is I why I didn't so like too. this. But the reasons you gave is why I didn't like these two getting into it so quickly right away. I just I thought it was dooming somebody here, and I think Drew is going to be that person.
1: And uh, it's weird. It's like so you know I didn't see the match, but it's like so once again Cross couldn't even win the match against Madcap Moss without help from Scarlet.
2: No, like, he, really? he he won without Scarlet. Scarlet actually saved Mad Cat Moss because Cross wasn't letting go uh, until Scarlet told him to let go.
1: But I heard the setup was she got involved, which allowed Cross to win. Is that incorrect?
0: Um, I'm running down my results right now, real fast. Uh, yeah,
1: that's what I had read about that. That uh, Scarlet once again. She may
0: she may have done some uh, like distractions, but I don't think she. Necessarily got involved, per Uh, se. Cross bludgeoned him with an elbow to the back of the head, and uh, Cross choked out Moss. And then Scarlett told him to stop, and he stopped. Yeah, so there you go. Um, We have Lesnar and Lashley. The former MMA stars are going to be hooking it up on this one, too. I would love to see Lashley win, but I don't see them having Lesnar lose. Is Lesnar going to be a jobber to the stars, Joe? What do you think?
1: that's why they took the belt off Lashley. So it's a lot easier for Lesnar to win and they don't have to worry about titles or anything like that. And, you know, Lesnar, Lesnar did the J-O-B to to Lashley. So on, especially in Saudi Arabia where it's obvious Brock Lesnar works every one of those shows and he, I'm pretty sure he's gone over in every one of those shows. I'm not sure the one with Reigns, But you know, he he he's their marquee guy over there that I think they probably pay him extra. So I I see uh, Lesnar getting back that victory in a hard fought four and a half minute match.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm taking Lashley. I I think Lashley's walking out with a win. Uh, We got uh, we have a couple minutes left, guys. So uh, we got the OC AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson taking on the Judgment Day. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley in the corner. I think this is. I think this is a match where you see some some female join the OC to help
2: out, and they that's why they win. Whoever it is will be a surprise. Okay, Joe.
1: Yeah, you know I'm waiting for that AJ Styles push for you know wasting a year and a half of his life with almost. So I'm thinking he's got to win.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think OC is going over on this one, and then our main event. I'm so excited! Logan Paul's winning. Roman Reigns defends the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Logan Paul. Fish already weighed in. Joe, any chance Logan Paul walks out with the title, or at least a Jake
1: victory? Paul makes his Jake Paul makes his WWE debut, and the Pauls take over. WWE.
0: It's the newest bloodline. Not a chance. But but did you see Jake Paul, by the way, beat Anderson Silva so, in a boxing match yes. last night? Oh, he actually won the match? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he won a unanimous decision and it's like, you know, you, you can't deny he's beating who they put in front of you, but again, it's like, so you, you're, you're taking one of the great MMA fighters of all time, who has obviously been washed up for five years, and now he's in a straight boxing match. Even though you know his main skills are kicking a guy in the face and he beats him again i don't under i don't know how how that transcends into fighting say a you know floyd mayweather type thing, but you know he's winning might as well him and McGregor will sell a lot of tickets, so regardless of whether anybody thinks it's competitive or not or if it's a work because it's like turned into a work anyway.
0: Well, there you go. So that's Crown Jewel coming up on Saturday, so make sure you check it out. All right, we are done with another half hour of the show. One half to go. Fish is running out the door, but I'll still have Joe DeFalco with me. Vandergrift, you're mine. Stop it. Go away. Stick around for more on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. More on the Mark Hoke Show coming up on the other side of the break. Hi, this is Mark Hope. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadeEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadeEasy.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM. K the talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The
1: Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke.
0: All right, and we are back on The Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 1015 FM, 720 AM, The Talk of Las Vegas best in pro wrestling news and entertainment and uh, just to take care of some housekeeping before we get back into the wrestling. Got to remind you, we were talking about making some money you know, doing some sports betting on betonline.ag but you know, if you want to do some stuff at home with automated day trading, you can get in some automated day trading software with Trading Made Easy. These guys are absolutely fantastic. Great opportunity for you to quit that 9-to-5 job or just make some money on the side Go to TradingMadeasy.com. It's so simple they only needed one E in there. TradingMadeasy.com or call them at 800-971-4160. It's 800-971-4160. And get into one of those free training seminars today. No obligation. Just check it out. Tell them we sent you and get involved with that. It's uh, Trading Made Easy at tradingmadeasy.com. And then when you make all that money, you're going to need an attorney, so head on over and to give Dutch Boyd a call at Vegas Council. Go to VegasCouncil.com. Of course, our good friend Dutch Boyd, who just gave me some legal advice the other day. Great stuff. Practice Works in business law and intellectual property, personal injury, crypto law, and can steer you in the right direction no matter what your legal needs. Go to VegasCouncil.com, tell Marco Accenture, and you get a free consultation. And I'm telling you, the guy gives great advice. He's been a friend of mine for a long time, and he's also an incredible attorney. Graduated from law school when he was 18 years old and is a three-time World Series of Poker Bracelet winner. So he's somebody you can trust and knows the Vegas scene really well. That's VegasCounsel.com. Of course, uh, we're back on the show. Joe DeFalco, Fish had to bail out. But Joe, as we have seen on AEW, some interesting stuff going on with MJF. As we had a situation where he told Stokely Hathaway and his buddies in the firm, don't attack John Moxley. I want him 100% for full gear coming up here in a few weeks. And, of course, the firm attacked them. MJF came out and started chewing him out. And he gets put through a table by the firm as well. Joe, are you buying a change of heart from MJF or is this a swerve?
1: Well you know you're going to put a guy through a table that's some swerve to uh do that and the thing is they kind of done that in the past when he came back to where he, it seemed like they were going to have him be a baby face and you know that was the swerve so i, I think to do it again kind of you know it's like i i don't know how that would enhance the thing i think if they're going to position mjf in in all honesty he should be a heel but I think they feel there's more money to be made that way because the people, and it's about the fans, you know, they want to get behind them. They they want to feel MJF is, you know, the guy they were with, you know, from the beginning and, and listening to him. And I know how it is when that's when I talked about a guy like L.A. Knight and, and Danny Limelight that, despite the fact they're heels, when they get on the microphone, you want to pay attention. You don't hear the what chance. So it's like they may boo him during the match, but they give him all the time in the world to talk because they know he's going to entertain them and they're enamored in what he has to say. So I think it's a setup for MJF to be a baby face. And then, you know, there's, You know, he did two babyface things. Hey, I'm going to do it by myself. And then it was like, oh, okay, the people with their words, we're not going to take this, you know, and and they attack him. So I think to do it again and make this a a swerve would be not a good move.
0: Well, there's apparently a lot of talk behind the scenes at AEW about making MJF a babyface, which means good guy, in case you didn't know that. Uh, and you know, there's there's people over there that are saying that they want to do a full on baby face turn for MJF. Uh, this is from Brian Alvarez a Wrestling Observer and courtesy of Cultaholic. Um, some people apparently back there think he could be a generational baby face, but there are others that are nervous about pulling the trigger on this. And they were actually because he's been getting cheered during his segments for a while. They were actually sending him out. Before the TV shows started, cutting promos and ripping everybody apart and being a jerk to try and counter that, but obviously it hasn't worked. Uh, you know this is this is an interesting situation because I think MJF is much better as a heel than he would be as a babyface. But man, the, the like you said, the fans are just so behind this guy. It, it's going to be hard to keep him that way. I I don't know. This is going to be an interesting situation for AEW to deal I mean, with.
1: Sometimes you just got to go with what the fans want. You know, you, you can't fight it. And you know, it was whether it was the Kofi Kingston, you know, movement when I believe it was uh, Ali was supposed to get the the cash and the the money in the bank, and then something happened, and then Kofi got that little bit of a run until Lesnar beat him in twelve seconds. But they listened to the fans, the Daniel Bryan. It's like. Sometimes you just have to, you know, go with the flow. You know, we see it when we do it. Like I always joke about how, you know, Cross became a baby face only because he showed up on Monday Night Raw. The fans got behind him and he tried to stay heel, you know, talking about promos, you know, threatening to lock the door of the building and beating the crap out of all the fans. And now they're and now they cheer him for that. And it's like there's no turning back at certain times that no matter how hard you push. And I think with MJF, they feel that they can recreate, you know, Steve Austin in terms of the anti movement. And as we know, Tony Khan loves to be a part of everything. So what better way to get Tony Khan involved in the storylines by MJF? Because they did it a little bit in the past when uh, with him and Tony Khan, so there's that built-in history there. Then now all of a sudden, you know, Tony Khan is Mr. McMahon and MJF is Austin, and they try to, you know, pull magic from a bottle uh, in a different way.
0: Yeah, and by the way, BetOnline.ag, <laughs> who if you go to MarkHokeShow.com and click through there and get a membership, uh, is giving you fifty percent matching bonus for whatever you deposit up to a thousand dollars. Still has those betting odds up for Will um it actually has betting odds up for MJF and John Moxley's match and MJF is a minus two eighty five to win the AEW World Championship at full gear coming up. If uh, you
1: waited was better odds because he was minus four dollars about three weeks ago to be champion before the end of the year. Yeah. And now I saw it the other day. He was minus two sixty. Uh, you said it went up to two eighty five, yep. but you got better odds uh, in their match, which I guess you could say because he doesn't have to win today, but he could still win before the end of the year. But I, if if Moxley wins in the beginning of November. I find it hard to believe MJF's going to come back within the next 6 weeks and win the title. So I think it's 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 now or it's happening after the year.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens in this saga with MJF. It is pretty interesting of course, uh, you know one of the great young talents in professional wrestling right now. Uh, another young talent and I'm curious to hear what you think about this story. Of course, Austin Theory's been running around WWE and won the Money in the Bank contract finally broke his losing streak where he won a match, but he is still sitting on this contract. There are rumors flying around uh, that they are going to have him keep this briefcase all the way until Money in the Bank next year and put him on a countdown on the show, which I think would be a pretty interesting concept. It's That's never really been done, usually the the Money in the Bank contract, which gives the person that holds it a shot at the world championship whenever they want any moment, any time. Well, now all of a sudden they're saying Austin theory might wait until next year to cash this in. No guarantee he's going to win. There's also been rumors. He's going to cash in to try and win the NXT championship. Uh, what What do you think about that concept, Joe? I mean, you know, you do a cash in the case kind of thing. So what do you think about that?
1: You know, and again, it depends who you put it on. So, For example, for us, Braxton, who won the cash in the case, is a guy who's part of the the biggest faction we got, Lights Camera Faction. Ice Williams is the guy who's been going after Hammerstone, The Fresco and Watson of the tag team. And having those guys, Braxton is basically a champion. Even though he's not a champion, he's got the cash in the case. So he has the clout. And now the same things with Austin Theory. Austin Theory is, take the case away from Austin Theory, he's just another guy on the show. But now Austin Theory is presented even when he's losing because he can cash in at any time. So keeping that on him as long as you can is the best move. It isn't John Cena having the the money, you know, having the case. It isn't... You know, Seth Rollins, it isn't a guy that's perceived as a guy who can be a champion at any time. Austin Theory, if he wins, it's really, oh, he he's the fluke guy. If he wins, you know, or if he cashes in, you know, pe- more people think he's going to lose than he's going to win. You know, when John Cena got the the case, you knew John Cena was cashing in and winning. You know, and and if you look at the history of it, you know, that's how most were an edge when he was a heel. You know, that's the perfect way for him. And it saved the baby face. With Austin Theory, who in their right mind believes he's going to cash in and beat Roman Reigns for it? Well, pretty much absolutely nobody. It's got to be, you know, Brock Lesnar comes in and kills him and, and, and Theory picks up the pieces. So Austin Theory stays relevant. If he cashes in and loses, well, he's done. And if he cashes in and wins, it's highly unlikely. So you're better off keeping it for 364 days because now he he still, he stays a relevant part of the roster.
0: Yeah, so we'll see where this goes with Austin Theory. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see him taking it all the way to Money in the Bank next year. Uh, there, there was a there's a couple of little stories and and this one I I th- think is intriguing especially talking to you about Joe because of you being a promoter. Uh, we ha- there's a couple situations going on with Japanese organizations in WWE that are taking place. One is Carl Anderson, a member of uh, the OC, is currently the New Japan Never Openweight Champion, and he was scheduled to wrestle on the same day as Crown Jewel, but WWE booked them to, you know, obviously wrestle, as we mentioned, at Crown Jewel. And he said, I'm I'm not coming. He was supposed to defend the title. And it's obviously a major conflict, and New Japan is not happy about this. Uh, you know, how do you deal with something like that, Joe? I mean, obviously, this is kind of on a huge level. But, you know, if someone makes a commitment to you that you're going to be there and then you're not... Uh, you know, it's difficult, but at the same time, it's WWE. So, you know, that, that would appear to take priority first. What do you think about this situation with Carl with Anderson and oh, New Japan?
1: I think Carl Anderson has made the majority of his money in his career uh, through New Japan. He's been with them on and off for numerous years. So, to me, it's bad business because he did take that booking. And... You know, word came out initially that, hey, they're going to let them honor it. Now, I don't know how the contracts are situated in Japan with New Japan. But bottom line is. If you're contracted to be there, I don't think it's so simple that you just say, I'm not going to show up now when we have those issues like hey, at Against All Odds on November 20th. Well, Gregory Sharp, our Nevada State champion, Jacob Austin Young, Danny Limelight, West Coast Wrecking Crew, Bateman, they're all booked at New Japan. So even if I gave those guys the dates a month before they got them from New Japan, I understand, and they know, I understand, that that is a priority for them. So... There's not going to be any issues. There's not going to be any heat. I've had problems with younger guys who take my booking and they're students at the school. So they're not being paid to be a part of the show. You know, they're getting their dues dropped because I'm utilizing them in the situation. They're not main players, they're a guy that we're using. And we had one incident. One of the younger guys on a Friday knew that he had the match on Saturday. But Friday night, another company contacted him out of Arizona, and he told me uh, that, unfortunately, he was canceling my booking because they wanted him on the show. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You took my booking. And it's like, well, you know, business is business, and they're paying. And it's like, okay, well, that has nothing to do with anything. But... There's conflict with some of the people that I rely on, the Remy Marsals and things like that, that feel it should be forgiven because he's looking to get out there. And it's like, you made a commitment. So why would I allow that guy to get booked again on my show? Why would I think he's not going to do it again? Right. So I explained I have 50 guys that are fighting for 25 spots. Why wouldn't I make sure that the guy that I know who's going to be loyal to me with Carl Anderson. It's like he took the WWE booking after the fact, and it was like, hey, I'm, you know, he won their championship and he's not going to do the time-honored tradition and dropping the belt. And I get it. He's probably getting an extra 50,000, not only to show up and, and because it's Saudi Arabia. Now, would he have done that for a normal show? Probably not but he was also the guy that comes across as a hypocrite because i guess you know the issue with being docked on the uh, on the runway and it was all lies and he would never go back there again makes him look bad but the bottom line is he could care less he's he sees that as an opportunity to make a lot of money and he's choosing it so you know uh, that's that that that's bad business to me so you know unless i i if i'm if i'm triple h and running wwe i would try to make it right in a way but it's hard because anybody who's worth anything is also going to saudi arabia right so you really can't make up for it obviously they have no problems with doing it i see nakamura's wrestling on the great Moodle show yeah at pro was... wrestling noah so they're open to dealing with them. And, and we've heard numerous times about new Japan wanting to work with WWE and WWE want to work with new Japan. But you know, the stickling point is WWE will work with new Japan. If new Japan doesn't work with AEW anymore. So, you know, it becomes this big political game that WWE, you know, if I'm new Japan, I'll stick with AEW just because WWE can do it. And then they could end up not doing anything with them. And now they have nothing. So, you know, it's a difficult situation and if Carl Anderson wasn't a champion in New Japan, it would it would be it, it would be mo- it would be pointless. Nobody would care, it wouldn't matter. But this guy is a champion and and, and now he's one of their champs and now he's not going to be there after he committed to being there. So, you know, I I think if he's got a signed contract, they'll they'll do something.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a mess and you know, and like you mentioned, uh, you know, I was going to bring that up. That you know, if, if WWE is going to be starting to work with New Japan and, and other organizations over there,
1: not a good way to get me. things started.
0: Yeah, because you know, now we like, and and as you mentioned, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be wrestling on pro wrestling, Noah, a Japanese organization promotion. Um, Which is also Jake, a competitor movie.
1: with New Japan, so that makes yeah. it look even worse.
0: Yeah, this is this is going to get really convoluted really quick, and if if WWE you know wants to make an enemy real quick, I think they're doing it here. Uh, Said so I, you know, I I don't know if they really needed to have that match with the OC against Judgment Day at Crown Jewel, but I'm guessing the Saudis probably wanted them. I suppose. Well, was.
1: yeah, you know, and and, and it fits the storyline. And, 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 again, every company wants to do that. In the past, um, when we had our guys, the championship wrestling from Hollywood, Dave Marquez, you know, he would run his TV a lot of times on Sundays, and we would do Sundays. So a lot of times I'd have a guy like Willie Mack, or I'd have L.A. Night, and they were scheduled. And an L.A. Night was, was usually You know, he was our elite champion. He was, you know, the heavyweight champion at times. But, you know, there were times we had to cancel him, you know, two weeks before the show because Marquez decided to do TV. And unfortunately, even though they made the commitment with me, I always knew that, hey, Hollywood is their priority. Just like for us, uh, as I've explained to our guys, like a Matt Vandergriff, unless he's going to work Impact or New Japan, he's not canceling my show to go work some random California show because they hit them up. Right. You know, everybody's got to have their priorities and we feel that if I'm training you, if I'm not your priority, then you're just another guy. So when you're just another guy, I'll call you. You don't call me. I'll let you know when I need you. And, you know, sometimes guys do bad business, but you know, if you see my roster, you you can tell who the guys are that are extremely important to me, and I feel that I owe them for what they've done for the company.
0: Yeah, it was yeah, you know, and and this has been going on for a really long time. I you know I don't know if you've seen the new Tales from the Territory show. Did you get a chance to see any of those yet? I did not. Yeah, they're they're doing stories where they're they're going through all the different territories. This is on Vice TV. Uh, you now discussing some crazy stuff that happened and I got to watch the AWA one where Greg Gagne was saying about how Hulk Hogan bailed out on him and didn't finish his commitments to them uh, and apparently Vince was paying him to stay home um, and there was another story that came out talking that Gagne was on the same subject talking about the only one that didn't bail out on him when the AWA when Vince was raiding the AWA was Bobby Heenan uh, you know this this has been around forever that people you know contract issues and you know stepping on people's toes and so on and
1: Yeah, you know. it's always been shady, but back in those days word of mouth and you know that was that was the commitment. You know, guys were based off of, you know, appearances and you're booked and you could be booked but you don't have a signed contract and we use you when we use you. And no offense, I know it's his dad, but, you know, Vern Gagne uh, was also known to be somewhat shady in in his dealings with people. So, you know, when somebody got a different offer, you know, in most cases they were bailing, you know, and, and a lot of times they didn't want to burn bridges. So, you know, they did the time-honored tradition and did the jobs on the way out and gave their two-week notice you know, to wrap up TV storylines and stuff, but it was, you know, back then it was more in the eighties like the wild, wild west. Yep. You know, you, all of a sudden the guy was here and and Lex Luger could show up, uh, on a tape on Monday night raw. And then also be on a live nitro. So,
0: all right. Well, Hey, another great show. I want to thank Joe DeFalco for being with us. And of course, Andrew Fishbane had to bail out, but, Another fun edition of the Mark Hoke Show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show. And, of course, download those podcasts at Show.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets and vis- visit us on our website at MarkHokeShow.com. Guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us here on K-Dawn. Have a great Sunday, Las Vegas.